Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We're thrilled to be wrapping up Psalm 103 today. And uh, honestly, what a privilege. What a privilege it is for Stephanie and I to be able to come into your earways and, and, and share with you and talk to you folks. And we're always amazed that people listen in on our conversations. And this is the way we used to talk. We were studying Psalms with Debbie. And these are the types of conversations we were having with nobody listening. So it's kind of fun for us to have these with you guys as well. And uh, we're excited about that. And so we're at that place where you might, is it my turn to be the knuckleheaded one today? I think it is because I did the food or is it your turn? I did the food. Oh my goodness. I'm losing my memory. You know, we have no memory folks. So I'm just going to take the knuckleheaded (laughs) one and I'm going to give Stephanie the food one. At least I remember we're supposed to do it. All right, so, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's pretty important. Okay, so you might be a knucklehead. Now, this is significant, folks. You might be a knucklehead if you bring your drama into other people's lives, at, like the store or Walmart or something. Don't be arguing with your family. What kind of redneck are you, man? What kind of <laughs> knucklehead are you that you argue in the store with your husband, your kids? Keep that stuff for home, man. What's that all about? You don't need to be arguing. I mean, wow, that bums me out. I'm in the store the other day, and I mean, this woman's lighting into her husband. She's lighting into the kids. She, and then I felt like she was going to start lighting into me. And she looked at me. I said, no, I'm not part of your clan. <laughs> don't, don't be looking over here, man. I've heard enough already. And uh, mm, yeah. That's sad. People like that can be knuckleheads. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so if you're doing that, stop it. Keep your private stuff private and handle it in a godly way. And don't, I repeat, for the 100th time during this podcast series, do not go to Walmart after 10 o'clock at night. And uh, that's about all I got. Anyway, so food, I think that. (laughs) Walmart after 10, you want to talk about putting evil things before your eyes. Oh, wow. And will you people put clothes on out there? Come on. Man, <laughs> running around with stuff hanging out all over the place. What's that all about? Anyway, here we are. We're so, food that's food that's right with God, and uh, so we're gonna give the. No, no, I think step. No, I did the coconut. Cake. This is Stephanie. See, our memories are burned. We're burnt out. Stephanie, a food that's right with God. Well, Doug, food that's right with God. So my family has an age-old recipe, a quickie recipe that we have made for a long time. We call lemon pepper chicken. And it's so simple. All we do is throw thighs, drumsticks, or, you know, full drumstick thigh combos on a, a cookie sheet like the tin foil, and you get the um, lemon pepper yeah. that you get at Sam's or wherever, and you just sprinkle it. Nice and nice and heavy all over that chicken, and then bake it in the oven, 
about 375. Get that skin on top a little crispy. Doug, that was one of my ultimate favorites growing up. It's one of my kids' ultimate favorites now. It's it's just, it's amazing. We're going to eat it this week probably. Who knows? Listen, man, and, and you know what the trick is? You can't be on like 325 or 350. You have to be at least 375 when you cook chicken. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it won't crisp up. I, you know, I got to be up front with you. I use 400, and I just use my little thermometer there. I, because if it's not crispy, it's not chicken. Yeah. And that whole shake and bake, listen, if you want fried chicken, just go buy it. If you get too fat, give me a call. I'm a health coach. Anyway, <laughs> don't have that make-believe fried chicken. And it, it tastes like some old pancake batter or something just hanging around being baked on. Stop it. <laughs> Go to Bojangles, man. Uh, get yourself some good old-fashioned chicken. You know, mm. Have it burn your lips. Cracker Barrel has okay fried chicken. You know, Cracker Barrel is not what it used to be, though. I got You know, things change. I'm just telling you, Cracker Barrel, but... I think uh, Olive Garden's making a resurgence, but on things that are not food, we might be missed lunch. You know that? <laughs> we, <laughs> we might have skipped lunch. You might be picking up on that. But here we are in Psalm 103. Stephanie was talking about how this, how this psalm was present hanging in her dining room or kitchen. The whole time she was married to Charles, Charles uh, had bought that. And... Uh, what a wonderful thing to remember the word of God, to have something hanging there, to have it right there, to have it be part of your life. And um, so anyway, Psalm 103 is something that Stephanie's tuned in on, not as tuned in as she is on Psalm 91. I mean, Psalm 91, she is the Psalm 91 authority around these parts. But Stephanie, will you go ahead and read verse 13 through 22 for us of Psalm 103? Sure. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him, for he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wow. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. There's a lot going on there. Now I can see why you like this verse. And, you know, right out of verse number 13, Stephanie, like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. How do we fear, fear the Lord? How, do we, how does that happen? Fearing God means, um, I think it encompasses walking humbly before him. I think it means giving heed to his commands, giving heed to his principles found in his word. I think fearing him means you're walking as a wise man. Um, when you read through the book of Proverbs, you see the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so I think wisdom and fearing God go hand in hand. And um, you can't have one without the other. And so if you're, if you're living a life that is full of um, lasciviousness, is full of yourself, is full of abusing people around you, you do not have a fear of God. And 
God's not going to have pity on you because he pities those. In other words, he looks with kindness, with concern, with special care on those that fear him. Yeah. And, and you know, that next verse, it's exactly right. The way you went right down the uh, right path with that. But if you look at 14, it, he reminds us, God reminds us, he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. So, you know, here's David saying, you know, here in 13, like a father pitieth his children, the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And then he's saying, in order to be that way, I think is what Stephanie just said, put him first, all those things. And then he's saying, we just got to remember that we're dust. You yeah. know, we were made of dust. I mean, there's nothing uh, beyond that. We're, we were made of dust. And then and look at 15, Stephanie. It says, as for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourish. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. And the place thereof shall know it no more. So those two verses, again, a memory of what we're like. And uh, you being, you're, you're a bit of an amateur botanist and stuff. I mean, Stephanie's into her plants, and so is my wife, Debbie. And I, I think they're both these, uh, uh, these talented amateur botanists who plant things and do things and grow things. and But... I mean, no matter how nice those flowers are, Stephanie, you know, our tulips are gone now. They were beautiful, but they're gone for the season. And, you know, that it might come back. A lot of cases they don't. You know, the bulb only works once or twice. Grass, I mean, you cut it, it dries up, it doesn't get water, it's no good. And I think, I, I think I'm seeing here is a reminder that we're like grass. We're like uh, uh, annuals. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a one shot deal. Yeah, no, I, I think when I look at, um, that whole analogy and, and I think the part of it that stands out to me is where he says, um, the place thereof shall know it no more. Um, in other words, the place where that, that flower grew, that flower's over and gone it was like it didn't exist. And I think that's, I think that this heartbreaking part of this is that if you, if you're, if you live your life apart for Christ, from Christ, even as a saved person, even if you, you have your fire insurance, if I can use that term, and I don't like to because it seems so cheap yeah. because of what Christ did on the cross, but there are saved people that will be saved maybe from hell. But when their life is over, the place where they were will know them no more. They made no spiritual, eternal impact for Christ. Yeah. And what? who was it that said only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last? And we're to be laying up treasures in heaven. We're supposed to be living our lives for Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be making a difference not for ourselves, not for our glory, but that Jesus Christ would be seen in our lives, that he would be known through our actions, that he would be heard through our words. And, um, you know, the, 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 in a sense, we're supposed to, if I can, if I can put this since this isn't a flower term, we're going to die, we're going to pass away, but are we planting seeds? Are we planting seeds to come up after us, not for ourselves, but for Jesus Christ? Are we planting seeds of him in, in the hearts and lives of people we reach, in the hearts and lives of people we make contact with? If all we do is plant seeds of ourselves, those seeds are going to die. 
<laughs> and chances are they might end up hurting somebody. But we're to be planting seeds of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be spreading him far and wide. And if we do that, then we will have fulfilled our eternal purpose. And and, and that's where, you know, that's a good chronology, chronology, I guess, chronology, or am I saying that right? I don't know. Chronology, I think. Mm-hmm. But it says, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, his righteousness, and unto their children's children. So what a promise to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments, do them. So I, I think you're right, Stephanie, and it's even there's a promise in here that if we fear him, that we keep his commandments, that we work out of his righteousness, because we don't have any, um, you know, we're passing it to our children's children. And I wanted to take, when I read this uh, in preparation last night, I kind of just read through things. I look a little bit at commentary usually. I didn't do a good job at that uh, last night, but I... Looking at this, Stephanie, I mean, how do you maintain a devotional life with the grade eight? Well, I, it's not perfect. There are days to my shame that devotions are um, not that I don't want to have them, but I'll be like, oh, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And um, there's not always a time I sit down and I don't like that. Um, normally for it to happen is either last thing before I go to bed, which is not my preference. I don't like, I like to be, I mean, I love to spend time talking to the Lord before I go to sleep. But um, like this morning, it was just getting up early. It was just saying, okay, I'm biting the bullet. I'm going to be tired anyway. I might as well get up and be tired rejoicing in the Lord than tired, um, feeling, feeling depleted spiritually. And so, um, so that just, making a choice. It's not that it's, um, it's, I mean, it, whenever I make the choice, um, every day I make the choice to do that, to, to make it very first thing in the morning, the day just always, you know, every day has its ups and downs anyway, but spending that time with the Lord just makes the day different. It, it's his doing pieces present on a different level. And, um, it always makes me ticked at myself that why didn't I just yesterday, why didn't I just do this yesterday? And I mean, life is life. And yeah, when you don't get to bed till two in the morning, getting up at six is not probably the wisest decision because you're going to end up grumpy just from being tired. And so that's reverse. That's where that verse, um, 13 is a blessing that like as a father pitieth his children. So the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And, um, so I think it's just a choice. And, you know, throughout the day, moms are busy. Um, single moms, if you're having to work a job, if you're having to um, fill a whole lot. I know, you know, other single moms out there that are having to fill multiple roles. Life's different. And so I think there's a sense in which we have to depend on the Lord on a whole different level than maybe some people do because that's the that's where God has us. And so meditate on scripture, turn on, turn on music, turn on scripture reading, um, find another way. If you, if you've missed that time of, okay, I'm not going to, it's not going to happen today because of life, find another way to saturate yourself with Jesus. And, um, that always makes a difference. Yeah, it sure does. And and squeezing that in, I love, uh, Stephanie's had some books. I don't remember the series, but I love going through those devotional books and, seeing how the kids respond to them. And verse number 18 says, To such keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments, do them. 
The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, and excel in strength that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of this, of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, and all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And, and you know, this, this psalm says so much, does so much, uh, you know, as far as the east is from the west back there in 12, the 4 and 5 that you pointed out, uh, you know, he redeemeth us from destruction. He satisfies us. He gets us from that place where we're weary. All this stuff is going on here in Psalm 103, and practically it speaks to all of us in the idea or the what God has for us in all this is God is big and we're not. Mm. God is great and we're not. God control things and we're not. Our life, it, it's like grass and flowers that just blow away. I mean, we're just, uh, uh, we're just a vapor, the Bible says. You know, uh, our lives aren't real long. We do what we can do while we're here, but we get eternal life. We, as I've said a hundred times, we pass from death unto life, the Bible tells us, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So, I mean, Stephanie, when you're viewing 103, what would your advice be to our peeps, those people struggling, going through junk and trying to just get through this Friday? I mean, what, what would your advice be after looking at 103? I think my advice would turn your eyes upon Jesus and um, to remember that you're loved with an everlasting love. And um, I was just actually looking at the words, the lyrics to one of my favorite hymns. And um, the last verse says, his forever only his, who the Lord and me shall part. Ah, with what a rest of bliss Christ can fill the loving heart. Heaven and earth may fade and flee, firstborn light in gloom decline. But while God and I shall be, I am his, and he is mine. And when we have that focus, it will drive us to that praising, to that blessing of our God, and um, choosing to meditate on his benefits, choosing to remember that he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies, and um, to just fall at his feet and cry out, you're worthy. Boy, we love you folks, and I got to tell you, man, now what hymn is that? Um, the title is I Am His and He Is Mine. Oh, it's probably one of those that's not public, too. It's it is it's actually public domain. Well, dude, why don't you give us a verse or two of that bad boy? we got a couple minutes left. Okay. I'll do um, I'll do the last two verses. All right. Things that once were wild alarms cannot now disturb my rest. Closed in everlasting arms, pillowed on his loving breast. Oh, to lie forever here, doubt and care and self-resign. While he whispers in my ear, I am his and he is mine. While he whispers in my ear, I am his and he is mine. His forever only his, who the Lord and me shall part. 
Ah, with what a rest of bliss Christ can fill the loving heart. Heaven and earth may fade and flee, firstborn light in gloom decline. But while God and I shall be, I am his and he is mine. But while God and I shall be, I am his and he is mine. We got to be his, folks. Be able to sing that song, I am his and he is mine. We hope you guys have the most awesome weekend ever. We're looking forward to coming back Monday. We're going to be talking about Psalm 104 which I think it's awesome and exhorts uh, how we need to bless God for his majesty, his splendor, all those different things. Psalm 104 is one of my favorites. We'll see you next Monday. Uh, make sure if you need anything from us to go out there and uh, visit us on Help for Wounded Spirits. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.